Anyone else want to comment on the experience? Please, Christy. Actually, this this happened before I took the class, if that's okay. That's totally fair. That's fine. Okay. Um, so I went to church and I heard a talk and they said, you should pray to develop your talents. And, you know, I thought, well, the one I want can never happen because I don't believe in miracles, right? <laughs> and so, but then when I got home, I thought, you know what? I'm going to just do that. I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray to develop. I love teaching. I love to teach and I've always wanted to teach. And so I've subbed like for seminary and things and been a sub, but you know, anyway, and have with having a family and everything just could never do that, you know? So anyway, all our children are gone now. And so this was about a year ago. So I prayed that I could develop my teaching and somehow if he could help me. And so, so anyway, a month went by and I got a phone call from the Institute teacher at, in Nampa, Idaho. And he said, Hey, Christy, we were just wondering if you could teach Institute. <laughs> I was like, what? Nobody does. That's a miracle. And I was like, and I started to cry immediately because I knew it was my Heavenly Father created a miracle for me. And I said, I would love to do that. He said, we can't pay you because you're serving in the singles ward. I said, I don't even care. I would do this for free every day of my life. And anyway, I, I taught for two semesters, um, the best classes ever. And then they said, Christy, you have to have a bachelor's degree. And I couldn't, I did, I don't have a bachelor's degree. Sorry. And then, and so and You're so good. I uh, stood up and told everybody goodbye my last semester. And one of the boys said, Christy, I just have something for you. And I said, yeah. And he said, here's my bachelor's degree. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I couldn't take it, but it was the best miracle. That is such a gesture. Thank you, Christy, for such a beautiful story to push on this one just a little bit and remind us that this concept isn't just a nice idea. When you think about Satan's role in diminishing hope for miracles, I've had two sessions already today, and in both cases, this concept was relevant again. I started my day with a, a young man I've known for over a year. He's a sophomore in high school. He's enthusiastic about playing baseball, and he would like to do well. But as we reviewed his vision of the future, he had a very mediocre view of himself in the baseball world for the next six years, eight years. And when I first suggested that he consider going pro or becoming an all-state athlete as a senior, he's like, uh, and psychoanalyzing a little deeper, the main reason he doesn't want to have enthusiasm for such a goal is the fear of disappointment. Okay. Like what if I put my heart and soul into it and it doesn't happen? We spent the rest of the time just kind of daydreaming and working it through and finding some techniques and some methods. So referring back to the DPAR, the Discover, Plan, Act, Reflect, with this young man and the man I'm going to mention next, the concept of staying in the discovery phase, the dreaming phase, the visualization phase, the courageous, hopeful phase, longer before you go into planning. I've seen a pattern where people start planning too soon because they are now planning based on a mediocre vision instead of a glorious vision. 
because that changes the plan. It changes the plan when you start envisioning um, miraculous level accomplishments, right? Now, can we all see for just a second how Satan wins a nice little goal if we aren't fulfilling the higher levels of our capabilities? When you have a decent talent for writing and you never visualize a miraculous level of implementing it, all right? When you have uh, social skills, I don't know if you spend any time with Michael Blair, but it's not hard at all to feel warm and uplifted in his presence. You just talk to him for five minutes and you feel like you just got an emotional hug. All right. And now how can I use that talent to bring it even further, to bring it even further, to broaden it? So this is something I have to check for myself. Am I still underestimating my ability to contribute to the world if I could just do a little more creative work and think about what's another way, what's another possibility. Um, a husband that I met with earlier today, he's, I've known him for eight years, been doing marital work. I started out with sexual self-mastery issues with him. Now I'm working with some of his teenagers, but um, he brought up his, he has a powerful personality wife who doesn't love the the experience of therapy. He's more willing to sit down with me, but I've seen her enough to have a decent idea of how she functions and thinks. And all he and I had to do was to think a little bit more about what goes on from her perspective, how um, we can be more creative in using his talents to work with her brain, even if she doesn't change. Just like studying how to get a windmill to work better or how to get a a water well to work better or sun harvesting tools to work better. We don't think about how to change the sun, the wind, or the water. To make things more effective, you don't have to think about how the other person needs to change or the circumstances need to change. When you're in the discovery phase and accessing some reflection, remember that your brain is more creative than you think it is. Remember that if you come at it from a new angle, when I'm thinking about the brother of Jared, he had to really think outside the box to think of rocks that were could be lit up. I'm pretty sure that wasn't a normal part of his culture. You know, when you're in a dark space, get some rocks, take them to God, touch them with the finger, and you're good to go. Okay? We see many ideas that are fascinating. By the way, short story. I'm convinced Moses had attention deficit disorder. I can prove it by... The ideas that he had when it came to the 10 miracles all fit within attention deficit disorder personality types. They were really funky ideas, okay? And God's up there going, are you kidding me? Crickets, you want to go with crickets, all right? Locust frogs, only an ADHD person would think of frogs and crickets, okay? There, there's my proof that Moses had attention deficit disorder. And they totally used the wrong guy, Charlton Heston, to represent him. They should have used someone like Jim Carrey to represent Moses. Okay, that would have probably been more fitting and everyone would know it was a miracle. Yeah, that's a miracle that Pharaoh took him seriously. 